Hello Divas fans, welcome to episode 17 of Scourge Divas. It's been a while. It has been a little while. A little while, like a month. Uh, my name's Kirsty and I'm joined by Casey. Hi. How are you, Casey? I'm good. How are you, more I'm, importantly? I'm healthier than I've been since about July. Alive? I'm alive. Yeah. That's good. Hydrated. Are you sure you're hydrated? Yes, very hydrated. I think there are probably fish that have consumed less water than I have over the past week. That's good. And I can eat regular person food again, which is nice. That's also good. Instead of just like mashed potato. A definite improvement. And you're not a 3-3 elk. And I'm not a 3-3 elk, no, yet. Okay. I'm not a 3-3 elk yet, but, you know, give it time. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk about 3-3 elks today. We are. Because <laughs> everybody's talking about 3-3 elks. Yep. And we're also going to talk about... Because loads of stuff's happened since the last time we recorded. Many things. Like, it's not happened. exactly been a quiet month. Yeah. Loads of shit's happened. So we're going to have to try and, like, cram it all into an hour. Because, frankly, I want to go to bed at some point. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I would like that as well. You can blame my work for scheduling me on till like, a million o'clock this week. Yeah, I do blame your work. It would normally only be seven o'clock, but the clock's changed on, on Sunday, so it's a million o'clock now. Yeah, that's how that works in the winter. They go, yeah. they go back by about a million hours, approximately. Yeah, I mean, I'm it, here in the UK, uh, we've gone back about, I don't know, 80 years or something. So. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels like time has just stopped since about 2016. Yeah. It's a really weird like juxtaposition to be in. I saw I saw a funny thing on Twitter today where it was like, don't don't say it's your second anniversary. Say you've been together for four Brexit extensions. <laughs> <laughs> it, makes, it makes things seem more real <laughs> I don't want it to be real <laughs> oh god but we'll, we'll not talk about Brexit because every time every time I talk about it I think a little bit of my soul just kind of crumbles away and floats up in the sky Yeah. we'll talk about something less soul destroying like uh, 3 3 Elks yes. which is yes. just <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think will happen first um, there'll be a standard with no bans or Brexit Oh. I mean, I know there was a stand with no bands recently, but it didn't last very It long. lasted about a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not even joking. It was about a week. <laughs> Wasn't it a good week, though? It, I mean, was it? <laughs> what got banned to end it, then? Field of the Dead. Oh, right, okay, it was that recent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I was thinking pre-field, and... um. Yeah, that's why I couldn't think of anything. I can't believe we haven't recorded an episode since Field of the Dead got banned. I know. It fe- it's the same sort of thing. Like it, it, it feels like it happened about 20 years ago and also yesterday. Bizarre. It is bizarre. So bizarre. Anyway, let's talk about um, our Elkin friends. Yes, and, and more specifically, Oko. Oko. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this and say that because I've been so ill for, like, ever, basically, that I haven't played or watched even much stand- much of any format, really. Mm-hmm. Because all I've been doing is, like, you know, lying on the sofa and sitting with my head hanging in the kitchen bin. That's not a joke. I wish it was. It's not. So all I've kind of seen of standard is, is on Twitter. And I know that Twitter sometimes has the ability to... I say overreact... 
yeah. violently to a lot of stuff. Yeah. So every time there's a new set, there's always some card that comes out of it that everybody's like, I can't believe this has been printed. This is so stupid. This is obscene. Ban it. And normally after about a month or after the next sort of biggish tournament after it, it tends to kind of die t- down. Yeah, t- tends to tends to die down a bit. That's not happening right now. In fact, no. I think it's I think it's getting worse. Yeah. Because before it was like, okay, Oko's broken. This is stupid. Every single deck is playing Oko. Oko is ridiculous and standard. This needs a ban, etc. And now it's like the only format that I can play where I don't meet Oko is Popper. There's also Mercadian Masks block constructed. There is Mercadian Masks block constructed. If you're playing Mercadian Masks block constructed, please contact us on our Twitter account and let us know. Because I'm sure Casey would really love to talk about it with you. No, I wouldn't. Mercadian <laughs> Masks block, it's rubbish. Shout out to the one person who's playing that format in the modal queue. Waiting <laughs> waiting for about as long as Brexit to get matched up against an opponent. Yeah. There's gonna be someone out there for you, I can feel it. There, there was there was gonna be a game but their opponent get turned into a three three L. Yeah. So. Although now that we've just told everybody that they're never gonna meet um Oko in that format, watch the queues just absolutely skyrocket and you can thank us. Yeah, totally. Totally. We'll take full responsibility for that. So yeah, Oko seems to be a problem in standard and a problem in every single other format. Modern, yeah. legacy, vintage. It won the vintage of it. It won, I think, the last two vintage challenges on Magic Online. Oh wow! Okay, or, I was one by Oko decks. <laughs> I was expecting that to be a safe one as well. To be honest, I have no idea. That was a kind of punt in the dark. Nope. But uh, apparently, 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 the Oath of Druids decks, rather than playing. Um, Forbidden Orchard, which taps for one mana of any colour and gives your opponent a 1-1 spirit, so that it guarantees your opponent has a creature. They're now playing Oko as well, because what's better than guaranteeing your opponent has a creature is turning their, like, Mox Sapphire into a 3-3 Elk, because that way you're uh, stone raining them and giving them a creature. So literally the only format that's not playing Oko right now is Popper. Is Popper, And yeah. we've already established Mercadian Rask's block. And even like they've announced Pioneer, which we'll talk about um, in a bit. Like that's already. I'm looking at the top Pioneer decks. Yeah. Like, Oko. Oko. Oko is everywhere. To be fair, there's not as much Oko. I would say like it's. I'm looking at the five O decks from the whatever it was Pioneer League, and I think there's one, two. I'm keeping going. I'm keeping going. Two, three. I'm still going. I'm still scrolling. There was there was four in the top eight. Right, maybe that's what I'm looking at. Okay, so yeah. which, like, no, normally if there's four in the top eight, it's like, oh my god, this is oppressive, and now we're like, oh, only four, thank god, we're there's safe, four, yeah. a safe format. Yeah. So, let's talk about Oko because Oko was pushed as um, the it was the first card that was spoiled at the set, wasn't it? It was definitely early. Yeah. It's kind of been the sort of figurehead character, I guess. For Throne of Eldraine, or one of them. Yeah. Because it was one of the earliest ones that was pushed. So, having that be your sort of, your sort of flagship card for the set, I guess. Yeah. And having that come out and immediately everyone's like, yeah, you need to ban this card that you used to like build all the hype for the set. Yeah. <laughs> because it's too good. Isn't it a great look? 
It's it's not a great look. It's not a great look at all. Also, according to Scryfall, Penny is the format in which Oko is not legal. I have absolutely no idea what that is. What is Penny? I don't know. It doesn't say. Why don't you tell us what Oko does while I look it up? In case, any, in case anybody is playing Mercadian Masks block and has absolutely no idea. In case anyone is unfamiliar with uh, what Oko does, Oko is a legendary planeswalker, Oko. We're talking specifically about Oko Thief of Crowns here. There is another Oko, but yeah. that one's not as good. Um, so it's one green blue for a four loyalty planeswalker. That's already good. Isn't That's already like setting alarm bells ringing. Because three, three mana planeswalkers are kind of a a bit of a top because of Oko and because of like Teferi, Time Raveler. They're already a little bit of a hot topic. Planeswalkers that have more starting loyalty than their mana cost yeah. tend to, to raise a little flag. Yeah, a tiny um, little flag, just a little one. Yeah. Now, most three mana planeswalkers who have starting loyalty higher than their mana cost don't also have two plus abilities. But Oko does. So Oko's first plus ability is plus two create a food token. If you don't know what a food token is, then it's an artifact token that you can pay two mana to tap and sacrifice it to gain three life. You cannot, however, eat it. You can't eat it, no. Seems pr- Unless you're representing it using a mini cheesecake like Megan Wolf did at the Chalice this weekend. Or was... unless you're an absolute maniac. Or unless you're an absolute maniac. I mean, maybe if you're using a temple garden to represent food token. That's we'll, true, we'll that's then. true. Um, so Oko's plus one is target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. Now the fact that's a plus one, because that's really good... I've seen people yeah. kind of speculating that that's a typo and it should have been a minus. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah. <laughs> because I think it, that is a plus. It honestly wouldn't surprise me. That's a because re- it's not until end of turn. That's in general. Yeah, that's it's, forever. It's, it, that it's an elk. Does not end at end of turn. It, the, the the thing is an elk with no abilities until it ceases the battle. Ceases to exist entirely. Yeah, not but, just o- it, like see if it ended when Oko left the battlefield. That'd still be really good. Yeah. But it doesn't. I mean, it would be really good, but the fact that it's on a plus would also make it harder to get Oko to leave the battlefield. Yeah. Like, at least if it was a... That... I've, like, I've I've kind of looked... I'm looking at that now, that has to be a typo. I'm almost certain someone for a laugh in R&D has just drawn another line on that minus to make it a plus. And, <laughs> and they've... <laughs> well, nobody's looking no, at yep. They're like, yep. People definitely notice this. Uh, there's, there's no way no one's going to notice this before it goes to print. They're all just like looking at the printed cards and it's like, that's weird. And then Oko's minus five is exchange control of target artifact or creature you control and target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. So basically you can you can give them the food that Oko makes in exchange for their elk. Sure. The minus five does get used, just not very often. Which you can do safely the turn after you play it. Yes. Because you can... I mean, even if you haven't got them to make an elk, if they've got any other creature, yeah, you can plus it and then minus five it because the creator food token is plus two and it starts on four loyalty. Yeah, and you're doing that on, so, you're doing that on turn three because you're going turn one Gilded Goose, turn two Oko, make a food, 
turn three, maybe your opponent's played a creature by now, so you can, like, minus five Oko and have their creature and give them the food instead. Because Oko has played, like, with... That's, like, the, the, the dream team duo right now, yeah. isn't it? It's Oko and Gilded yeah. Goose. You play... It's a turn two... It's a turn two Planeswalker that starts in four loyalty and has two plus abilities, one of which is, like, game-breaking. It's a turn two Planeswalker that, by the end of turn two, is on six loyalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that, and... Yes, I... <laughs> Like, Ren and Six was too powerful for standard, apparently. <laughs> Oko! Yeah. Hold my beer. Do you think that, like, R&D, what, when they're coming... Whoa, 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 back up. Did you say hold my dear? No, but I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> hold all of my dear. <laughs> no, I mean... That's it. I could just see the, see the police walkers in playtest and Ren and Six is like, ha, I'm too powerful for standard. I'm going in this modern only set. And Oko's like, hold my dear. <laughs> uh, I wish I had said that now. <laughs> or at least taking credit for it. No, but like, do you think R&D, when they kind of come up with these, are just like passing around trays of shots? I don't know. Cause, I really don't. Like, I just don't, I don't, I think there was an interview with Melissa, uh, Melissa Datora and, oh god, who else was it? Oh, they were, they were playing on Twitch. I can't remember who she was with. I, I, for some reason I want to say Brian Kibler, but I don't know it wasn't Brian Kibler, he's just the name that popped out of my head. Um, And they were talking about, about Oko and the, you know, the problems with Oko. And I think Melissa had said that it was meant to be a good card, but yeah. not that good. <laughs> Yeah. So they've just absolutely like they've accidentally made a, a good card and then just made it too good and kind of let it loose yeah. in every single format. Oh, Penny is a Penny Dreadful, by the way. Speaking of formats, it's not legal in Penny Dreadful. I don't know what that is. It's a Magic Online specific constructed format of Magic: The Gathering in which any card that costs zero point zero one text is legal to use in your deck. Okay. So. I've I've literally never played this. It's only in Modo. There's no ban list, and because of three month invitation, it's a no bans format. Okay. So you can play cards such as um, Abandoned Sarcophagus, um, Abbot of Kettle Keep. It's a one text card. Okay. Um, what else? Abundant Maw. Okay. Abzan Ascendancy, Abzan Charm, Abzan Guide. Any any card that's 0.01 ticks or less. I thought you were going to say any card with the word Absan in the title. No, that's a much smaller form. Okay. Still dreadful, but it's much smaller. <laughs> so let's 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 talk about why Oko is so good. I think I can... It's three mana, four loyalty, and it's two plus abilities. I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, it's it's two plus abilities, both of which are good. Like, the, the food ability prolongs the game. Yeah. Because... It takes, even even if your opponent gets creatures down that can get through every turn, that's a plus two. It takes them so long to kill Oko. And this is assuming that you don't do anything else. It takes them turns to kill Oko, and by that point he's generated like four or five food. That's 15 life. Also, Oko laughs at you when you have creatures on your side of the battlefield. Yeah. Because they just like, turn into elk. Yeah, like you're you're never you're never playing a creature that's got more than three power because as soon as you do, it's an elk. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I was talking to someone today, and I think the answer is only to play creatures that enter the battlefield with plus one, plus one counters on them. But that somewhat limits your deck. Yeah. I've seen people say as well that, like, a, a good strategy is to just play, like, a deck that turns out, turns out loads of tokens, like, one ones, because then, you know, Oko makes the right three threes. If Oko does that, yeah. you get better creatures. But... But you're just I mean, probably going to lose. That, in that case, Oko just doesn't turn your creatures into Elk and instead makes a food every turn. Yeah, and then you play, like, a Hydroid Crisis and get six bazillion life. Yeah, oh yeah, Oko is also in the colours of Hydroid Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Another card which people don't necessarily enjoy seeing when they come up against. Mm-hmm. So, because of this and the fact that every... like. I've I've seen people that don't normally complain about standard complaining about standard and saying they just don't want to play anymore because like it's like this the same sort of thing when when there's a really good card yeah and that you play you either play it and you you play the mirror and you kind of spin the wheel because in 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 games like that it is generally who draws Oko first or who you know gets ahead first or whatever yeah. it's most it's mostly down to luck and timing yeah who can get the oko down first or you play a deck to specifically tailor to beat it and a you just suck if you come up against anything else or b you know you probably lose anyway because oko's so good yeah i mean it it doesn't matter if you play a deck that's tailored to beat it it'll beat it anyway (laughs) yeah oko doesn't give a shit so people are now asking they're asking for like you know just please ban it because it's warping standard which is fair i can see that yeah. if i can't remember what the stats were from like the mythic championship or i think there was a ptq recently but it's it, it it's very oko in, in excess of 60 percent, i think was the mythic championship figure right uh, and we all thought field of the dead was going to be an issue in the mythic championship yeah um and the the latest MPL split, whichever division it is at the moment, I think seven of the eight players are playing Oko in their deck. Yeah, I like. I think the one that's not, I think, is Andrew Cuneo playing Selesnia Adventures. But... Oh, that sounds so cute. I know Selesnia Adventures. Yeah, like it's it's warping standard. It's it's warp. It's in modern. It's dominating in pretty much every single format. It? It's, dom- it's dominating in vintage. When was the last time a card that was pretty standard took over vintage? Dig through time, treasure cruise. Okay, but when was that? It was but, like five years ago or something. Yeah. Right? And it, presumably not dig through time and treasure cruise. They were like they weren't. They weren't compl- I mean, they were supposed to be banned in modern. I was going to say they weren't taking over every single format. They but, weren't taking over standard. No. Like that's the thing. Um, most most cards that get printed in standard that take over older formats don't also get played in standard. Whereas Oko just is everywhere. Oko is absolutely getting played in standard. So everybody is is kind of saying, you know, please just ban Oko. And I mean, probably they're going to have to ban it in every single format, aren't they? They want to. I, I well, not like Commander, I but could, I could see it getting banned in standard and modern and maybe pioneer uh, i don't think they'll ban it in legacy or vintage i think those formats those those like 
more ways to deal with it. In fact, I could see not banning it in modern as well. But I think standard and pioneer and probably brawl as well. Yeah, I well, I think like my husband was playing brawl earlier, and he had I think it was like Kaikar or something was his like brawl commander, mm-hmm. and he was like coming up against Oko, 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 because it's three mana. Yeah. Like even if that gets punted away, if somebody manages to get rid of it, it's a five mana planeswalker with four loyalty. That's really good. Like yeah, that's still really good. Yeah, I mean you'd happily. Play Oko for five mana if you knew you were guaranteed to yeah. draw it. Like you are yeah, exactly. Brawl. So people are just like playing Oko all the time in Brawl, and it's still really good. And plus, then yeah. you still get to play things like Hydroid Crisis and all the other yeah. really good blue green cards. I think that the fact that it's if it's too good for standard, like I, I'm almost certain they're going to ban it in Pioneer as well. Probably, like, yeah. But I just can't. I can't remember the last time. Like Field of the Dead's still legal and like Pioneer and stuff like that. When was the last time they printed a card that was going to have to be sort of eradicated from so many places just because it was so good? And I'm asking you this as someone that's been playing for much longer than I have. Um, it's a long time. It really is. I mean, standard bands, other than the last few years, standard bands are really few and far between. Yeah, because when I started playing in 2000 and something, I can't remember, 13, 14 or something... I remember asking, I was like, did cards ever get banned in standard? And they were like, eh, yeah, well, you know, sometimes, but not very often. And then, like, a few years later, it was like, yeah, we've printed this, and it was gone. So, like, when I started playing, it was just like, you know, you, people would talk about Jace the Mind Sculpt, and you'd be like, oh, imagine getting a card banned in standard after you've just printed it. Ooh. For for cards that were banned in mult or had had an impact like this on multiple formats, you really need to go back to times where there were fewer formats, and like. I mean, the one that the one that's like springing to mind is um, when was it that all loads of cards just got banned in, in standard? Um, Meriden block, like, original Meriden block, a bunch of cards got banned. That's what I'm thinking of. I think. But they weren't. I don't think they were banned in extended, and they certainly weren't banned in legacy. You might need to go back to, like, Telerian Academy. Wow. Which is, like, years and years ago. We're talking, like, Old yeah. Border. That's that's last century. <laughs> oh my god, it is last century. You said that and I thought you were exaggerating, and then I realised what year it was. Yeah. So here's a fun little exercise, okay? Say that the Wizards of the Coast don't want to ban their sort of, you know, big card that they released to kind of introduce the set and whatever say like oko's their baby and they, they don't want it they don't want to ban oko look at me it's just like sitting there playing with his sword with his no shirt on and covered in leaves and shit so what could they rata oko to say that would that would that would make it not still good but kind of good to the extent that they wanted it to be good and not good to the extent that it's like absolutely shafted everything else make the plus one a minus one would that be enough i don't know make the plus one until end of turn but then I suppose it's still got loads of loyalty which is an issue because yeah. it's hard to get rid of make the plus one a minus one that lasts until Oko leaves the battlefield like looking at it and I haven't played I haven't played standard since the set came out because I've been so desperately unwell but like looking at it I I can see why it's really stupid because it's what gets rid of it what gets rid of it apart from creature damage fry what does fry do I know Fry gets rid of little like little Teferi. Does it get rid of Oko? Um, 
Cry. I don't think it does. Um, Cry deals 5 damage to target creature or planeswalker that's white or blue. I mean, that's that's fine, but he's on 6 loyalty. Oh, that's true. That's, I was That's what I was going to say. Is the, There's the one black mana thing from um, War of the Spark that removes counters from a um, permanent or player, but it only removes 5. So it doesn't kill Oko either. Um, but I, I think it was April King was saying on Twitter today that they, they need to stop excluding planeswalkers from removal. Like, see if the example she gave, I think, was see if Kaya's Wrath said destroy all creatures and non-Kaya planeswalkers. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That's probably a less powerful card than Kaya's Wrath currently is because control decks don't want to play it because they don't want to kill their own planeswalkers. Yeah. But it'd be great against Oko. It'd be great for everybody else. Yeah. Elder Spell gets rid of Oko. Um, yes. I think that was the first one that popped into my head. If you have your own Oko, makes your own Oko even better. <laughs> Just saying. Top tips. Top tips from someone that hasn't played Standard for months. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's the Elder Spell, but... It's also double black. But you know the problem with the Elder Spell? Uh, what? Is it targets? Veil of Summer. Oh, Veil of Summer. Are they Oko Dexter playing Veil of Summer? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sure. You can't target Oko with removal. It no. needs to be a sweeper. Which doesn't exist. Which doesn't exist. Which doesn't exist. Finale of there must be there's a finale that does that right. I don't like, think so. Googling desperately. There must be a card that gets rid of Oko that doesn't target. I don't think there is. I don't think any of the finales destroy planeswalkers. Is there no card that says destroy all? There's only Armageddon in the says there or Wrath of God. Um. Oh, yeah, finale no. of eternity is what I was thinking of. It's just creatures. Yeah. Wait, planar cleansing was pretty in M twenty, right? Planar cleansing was printed in M20. I did hear somebody talking about that at the weekend, just like jam four planar cleansings. But, I mean, planar cleansing is what, six mana? Seven mana? Three and three white, yeah. Yeah, six mana. So uh, you're probably not in a colour that has ramp. So that's turn six at the earliest that you're playing it. Probably more like turn seven. Yeah. Um. Oko's came down on turn two, so even even if you can get your planar cleansing off, the, your opponent's on like forty life now or something. The more I'm looking into this, the more I'm like, this is this is this is just unbeatable. This is ridiculous. It's, it's Does absurd. anything actually get rid of it? Unless you counter it's absurd. it. Does anything get rid of it in the set? Is there any way to get rid of it other than other than combat damage? Uh, I don't know what you're countering it with. Does Veil of Summer stop it being countered? Can you hear my cat, by the way? My cat is, like, sitting at the door crying his little heart out because I won't let him in. I did hear your cat, yeah. Veil of Summer does stop spells you cast being countered this turn. Veil of Summer is the problem. Just get rid of Veil of Summer. So you need to you need to counter it when they cast it on turn two because they don't have any spare mana then. So what are you countering it with when if they've gone first? Negate. Because you've got one mana. Oh, you've got one mana. Um... Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thoughts and prayers. So there's like there's no, you can't counter it. You can't get rid of it. 
I think that's is that like half the problem really that is that it's really good and it's just once it's difficult to stop and it's difficult to get rid of once it's there. Yeah. Wow. Oko, you fiend. Oko is an absolute fiend. Here's an interesting question because I wasn't playing pre-lore whenever ever it was. Do you think planeswalkers have, have have had a negative impact on the way the game works? No, I don't think so. I've I've seen I've seen people talking about this on on Twitter and I don't think so. I think there are planeswalkers that have been badly designed. Mm-hmm. Of which Oko is one. And maybe not badly designed. The design of Oko is probably fine. The the, the playtesting of Oko maybe isn't. The numbers need to be tweaked. Yeah. Um I think that's a card by card playtest issue rather than a planeswalkers existing issue. Like, I, I don't think planeswalkers are a bad thing. Planeswalkers, even ignoring the whole branding perspective, they allow for games that should become a grind fest to get to an end. Like, I've seen some people saying that one of the things that they wish had been brought in with planeswalkers was the ability to interact with emblems. Nah, I, I, I disagree. Like, I, I don't I don't want emblems to be interactable with because most emblems are, with with a couple of exceptions, most emblems are created by Planeswalker Ultimates and those should be things that should be if not winning you the game like making sure you win the game mm-hmm. if, if you're ultimating a Planeswalker then you've, you've worked towards that and it should bring the game to a close and the ability to interact with that, like takes away from that work you've done like i suppose it as well if if you're saying that planeswalkers going to stop games being super grindy and lasting for ages as um a lot of the side event limited events at gpu trick did because oh god the set is grindy like getting rid of emblems doesn't really kind of work towards that yeah like emblems are kind of an acceleration i suppose like i'm not saying i'm not saying it eliminate grindy games they they don't but um, your traditional three ability with an ultimate planeswalkers do go a long way to stopping stalemates because eventually that planeswalkers get to its ultimate and that ultimate is going to give someone a massive advantage which is what it should do this is interesting because I've seen it kind of come up it kind of comes up occasionally, I guess. Like people that have been playing for ages don't, you know, sometimes just don't like, don't like planeswalkers and feel that it, it warps the way you play the game, as opposed to just being like creatures and spells. But it's kind of resurfaced recently with people like asking if if making these super powerful cards that just go down and do loads of shit as their plus one and plus two, whether that's the issue in itself, I guess. I I think the issue isn't with planeswalkers as a whole i think the issue is with the numbers on some of the planeswalkers the issue is with oko it's just oko it's it's not just oko like renin six as a two mana planeswalker is really powerful teferi as a three mana planeswalker is really really powerful and i think maybe they could do with an extra mana or two or the numbers could be tweaked a little bit, uh, but yeah, that's I mean that's that's a playtest issue. 
So, uh, in conclusion, we've done the research and you can't beat Oko. Yeah, it's just impossible. You can't stop him. You can't get rid of him. You absolutely will not stop. And when you've got loads of deer when he's there, your opponent's got loads of life. And I don't see him being banned until January. Really? That's interesting, because they did... The Wizards announced today that the next BNR is, like, November 21st or something. Yeah. But that's... that's Because I think a lot of people are assuming that that's when he's going to get the chop, is the next BNR, which is after the next Mythic Championship, I think. Yes, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally shocked if he gets banned in November, but I can definitely see them holding off until Theros is out, because... If Oko's banned, is that going to stop people wanting to buy packs of Throne? Interesting. Potentially. Because what's, like, I know Wizards don't acknowledge the secondary market, blah, 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 but they, they totally do. And the next most expensive card is Questing Beast, which is about half the price of Oko. That's that's going to go down really badly if they don't ban Oko at the next BNR, and then that's a kind of leave social media day. Yeah. Because that's a lot of... I, I haven't seen anybody actually saying, I really like this card, I don't want it to get banned, sad face. Every single person. I mean, presumably even people that are playing it. Because every single person that I've seen is just complaining about how awful standard is right now. Yeah. To the point where it's actually... Like, you're saying it's going to put people off buying packs if they ban it, potentially, right? But if Oko being around is actually stopping people playing standard... Because a lot of people are like, well, I guess I'm not playing standard until, you know, it either rotates or gets banned. Because it's just so dominating. So I don't know. I guess if, after the Mythic Championship, if it's if it's got if like every single deck's playing it, then... Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, like, but... I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was more than 50% of the field at the Mythic Championship, which is unprecedented. And we should know soon, because I think Decklist Commission's like this week or something. When is the Mythic Championship? Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, I think. Because I, like, I keep seeing, I see, I see it posted, like they posted the coverage team today, smashing coverage team, by the way, mm-hmm. but I never actually look at the dates, so I'm always like, oh, when is it? And we only had, we had the, another one sort of reasonably recently, it was like last weekend or something, wasn't it? Or the weekend before? Yeah, that, that was the, that was the Arena Mythic Championship. Yeah, that always kind of throws me off a bit when there's one and then there's one like a, a few weeks later because I'm used to them being like once every X months. Yeah, November 8th to 10th. Okay, so about a week. A week on Friday. Yeah. I'm like screwing up my face looking at the calendar on my computer trying to work out if my maths is right. But yeah, a week on Friday. So yeah, the deck submissions. Deck submissions Wednesday next week. Right, so we'll know by about Wednesday what the field's going to be like. Yeah. Yikes, that might be fun. So in, so in conclusion, uh, don't don't try and be Oko. Because you won't. He'll just get you to hold his deer. So the most recent B&R came out on a day that I can't remember now because I've lost track of which day's which. Last Monday. Last Monday. Yeah. Field the Red Band, Astrally Band and Popper. Pretty standard, everybody kind of expected it. And they also announced something else. It was five bands. Five additional band cards. But in a format that we didn't know existed prior to that day. It's um it's basically it's kind of like historic but more. Or modern but less. Somewhere in between. 
It's basically cards from Return to Ravnica onwards are legal in this Pioneer format, which always makes me think, Pioneer always makes me think of like some like, old-timey gold prospector. Like, do you remember, oh, what are they called? There was a serial called Golden Nuggets, do you remember? Golden Nuggets? I don't know if they still make them, right? Like, the dude that is on the, fr- the packaging for Golden Nuggets, oh, I think they still do. Okay, I'm going to send you a picture of the dude that's like the sort of advertising guy for the serial. Okay. And this is my picture when I say, pro- like, when people say Pioneer. Well, okay. So while we're while we're while I'm saving this, you 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 tell everybody about the ba- the new ban list that for this format that's just been announced. So it's the fetch lands from Cans of Tarkir. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing that's banned. The everything fa- else is legal. The, fa- the five allied fetch lands. Everything else is legal. Go wild. Why have they why have they just banned the fetch lands? Is it just because they don't want people to build like stupid mana? Yeah, they don't want really easily accessible like five color mana bases so those are the only ban lists so everything else is kind of like fair game so you wanted a format where you could play four dig through times there you go you got it. there you go four treasure crews four dig through time four yep. treasure crews okay i've just sent you the photo of what i imagine when people say pioneer oh i remember that yeah that's exactly who i remember i, I think of P- when people say pioneer peak is that his name? Oh my god, is that his actual name? I don't know, but his hat says Pete on it, so I'm guessing. <gasps> I'm going to Google that and see. Pioneer Pete is the mascot of uh, California, California State University East Bay. Great. So he's a real person. I think his name might be like... I think he's Prospector. That's just what I was Googling. I think he's Prospector Pete. Yeah, he's Prospector Pete. Ah. His name's actually Klondike Pete. Klondike Pete, more like Klondike Pete. <laughs> His name's Klondike, and he's got a pet mule called Thorndike. Oh my god! There was really absolutely no expense spared on the branding team for this, was there? No, there wasn't. Klondike and Thorndike. He's got two enemies, two claim jumpers called Plum Local Louie and Boot Hill Bob. <laughs> okay. I mean, Klondike and Thorndike sounds like a good night out, to be honest. It does seem like some sort of act you would see in like some sort of pub that you've only just discovered down a wee side street. Yeah. Partly for a promotion for Lilo and Stitch, they put chocolate flavoured nuggets in with the golden nuggets in the cereal. Okay. And it was targeted in 2019 by Labour Deputy Leader Tom Watson as uh, Labour Party listed the cereal among its targets as Deputy Leader Tom Watson decried the use of cartoon characters to entice children to highly sugared foods. Golden Nuggets was his example, not fucking Frosties. Yeah, well, it was what it was. It was among its targets. Right. Doesn't actually say what its full targets were. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Before we get on to like talking about cereal. So anyway, Pioneer. Yeah, it genuinely looks like a fun and interesting format, apart from all the Okos. It does. And like, as I started playing, in th- I think just before Born of the Gods came out, so this is pretty much like a magic format from my time playing Magic. Yeah. Which is pretty nice. It's like all the, the decks I've ever played are going to be included in this format. Yeah. My husband's actually got a cube because he started playing about the same time, I think. And he started playing when Return to Ravnica was standard legal. Mm-hmm. So he's got a cube that's basically every single card from the point that was standard legal when he was playing. Right. And he's like super pissed that now they've taken his idea and actually made a format out of it. Because <laughs> he's, he's got like a ready-made Pioneer cube. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be a Pioneer Cube, it was just cards that he's been playing. Right. So now he's like, are you kidding me? They've just basically taken <laughs> they've taken my cube and made a format out of it. 
I mean, that's fine. I mean, he's got cards to build a deck, yeah. Well, he hasn't because he used to have four of every card back when he was like mega collector. And then, like, you know, we did adult stuff like Get Married, bought a house, and he, he sold them all. Oh, no. And now he's only got one offs, and they've made them all legal again in a format that you might actually want to brew decks for. Sucks to be Sean. I was going to say gutted for him, but also gutted for me because, like, they're my cards too. Yeah. So, anyway, the only thing that's banned is the fetch land. So people can essentially just build whatever they want basically yeah what cards are you sort of looking forward to seeing again or playing again because presumably especially when it's new people are going to be um brewing loads of shit depending on what they like so it's there's going to be a lot of cards that we've not seen for several years just like bursting back in back in yeah so i'm i'm really looking forward to playing Sphinx's Revelation. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. That was the first thing everybody said. Sphinx's like, Revelation. Look, I literally look, knew you were going to say that. I'm going to be able to have a deck with Sphinx's Revelation, Supreme Verdict, Jace Friend's Prodigy, Stop. Te- Teferi Hero of Dominaria. I won't listen to this. This sounds great. It sounds awful. But the problem with decks like that, the problem with control decks is control decks are only good when you know what the rest of the meta's like. And the meta's not had time to shake out yet, so that deck is not good yet because I don't know what to do. Yeah, play. currently looking at um, mtgdecks.net, the biggest percentage in the uh, top pioneer metagame decks is the bottom one, which sounds. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it's what's what's what it's labelled as because it's it sounds like something I want to be. It's called Rogue and Unclassified. Rogue and Unclassified. Oh my, that's what's on my CV. We should 100% like team up and be a double act, and that should be our name. Yeah. Rogue and Unclassified. <laughs> Which do you want to be? That's the new name of the podcast. Rogue I'll be Unclassified, <laughs> you can be Rogue. <laughs> I'm looking at like, some of these decks. And it, like, there's a lot of like this Insole Artifact. Remember Insole Artifact? Yeah. That's a thing again. People are playing that. Um, Golgari Constrictor, Prowess Red, Soul Flayer, Rally the Ancestors. Do you remember when... Um, one pro tour somebody bought what was it called soul flayer and whatever the one is it's got all the abilities i can't remember the name of uh no the one you mean oh god i know it's uh, i can't remember but like it was is it chromanticore yes because the deck was called chromantiflayer yes and i remember turning on this was years ago like turning on the pro tour and just like watching kind of watching out the corner of my was doing something else then like did a double take and it's like somebody's like five and oh and playing chromatic flare what a That's time amazing. to be alive the um the deck that was second in the pioneer challenge was a an arclight phoenix deck yes but right imagine arclight phoenix decks but you get to play thing in the ice and treasure cruise i just threw up a little bit in my mouth <laughs> does that not sound amazing no no, it doesn't. It sounds so good. You can, is it charm? Oh God, what have they done? I can't. Oh, I, I'd like. I, I, I've, I've completely overlooked the fact that these kings are going to be legal in Pioneer. I'm having like horrible flashbacks to playing in Standard and getting my opponents into one life, and then you know Sphinx's Revelation happens. Mono blue devotion, Kirsty. Oh, I can get on board with that. Mono blue devotion, but with Tempest Gin. And Brazen Borrower. Yeah, I can get on board with that, 100%. Smuggler's Copter. I really want to revisit my... Like, I don't know how good it's going to be, but my John Seasons Past deck that I played for ages and absolutely loved. It's my favourite deck I've ever played. 
Like I'm pretty sure there must be there must be some way to like rejig it a little bit so it's good in Pioneer. How excited are you that Stormbreath Dragon might be playable in this format? Well, you say that, but I was kind of in the process of building a Scred deck for Modern, so I was already going to be playing Stormbreath Dragon. <laughs> I, I, you know, normally they would have been like lucky that I was in the hospital at the time that this got announced because I would have just fallen over. But like people were playing Stormbreath Dragon, and it was played in um, ponds and stuff as well. Yeah. So I was a little bit excited, I suppose, but at the same time, it's not like it was just this completely lit outlier card. Tell you what, I'm excited to play again that doesn't get played. Butcher the Horde. Butcher the Horde, Crackling Doom. Oh, Crackling Doom. Yeah. Oh, Crackling Doom. Uh, Hanger Backwalker or Butcher the Horde was one of my favourite things to do. Oh, Ojitai's Legal. I can put that in my control deck as well. Oh, God. I'm just giving you ideas. Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I doing this myself? So like the, the because there's no real meta, there's no real sort of like dominant deck, I guess. Ooh, you know what else is legal? Thoughtseize. Thoughtseize is the card. I think that's gonna be like the card. The card, yeah. yeah. I'm really pissed that my husband sold three of our four copies of Thoughtseize. Like if if modern is the lightning bolt format, then I think Pioneer's the Thoughtseize format. Is modern the lightning bolt format or is it the path to exile format? Oh, I don't know. I don't play enough modern, really. I mean, I both maybe. Yeah, it's definitely one of them. But yeah, I think I think Thoughtseize is the card. I'm looking at a deck right now that's played by a player called Alarmobot. He went five zero, mm-hmm. and I want you to sit down when I read this to you because I think you might it might affect you. Okay. So it's got four Supreme Verdict. Right. Um, four Senses Revelation. I love it. Settle the wreckage. Oh. Dig through time. Yep. Cyclonic Rift. Yep. <laughs> Four Wilderness Reclamation. Okay. I don't quite know how it wins. Absorb. Okay. Dovin's Veto. Oh. I don't actually know how this... Means... How does this win? Is it just not? What Planeswalkers does it play? It doesn't play any Planeswalkers. Oh. Do you just mill your opponent out and just keep like gaining loads of life and killing the stuff? I don't know. Where where did you find this deck list? It's on the MTGO actual wizard's official site. I'm gonna send it to you because I I'm gonna, like I started reading it and then I was like this is Casey's gonna love this and then I was like I don't I don't actually quite understand if I'm missing something how it actually wins. It went five zero though, so it's doing something. Yeah, doing something right. I apologise for the noise in the background. That's my cat trying to claw his way through the door and he's really upset that I won't let him in to walk all over my keyboard while I'm recording. Which one? Which cat? Brando. Brando, yeah. Oh, he's the best. Which cat? As if you have to ask which cat. What's the name of the person who played this deck list? Alarmobot. Alarmobot, that's a great name. I need to find it. Ah, they all disappeared. Oh, Fleece Main Lion's back. I'd love Fleece Main Lion. Calitas. Lumbering Falls, that's how it's winning. Oh, you're right. That's a win con. Yeah. <laughs> my win con is my land. So yeah, there's no real sort of meta so far. Um but there's a lot of a lot of um Sahili. Yeah. A lot of Jess guy. Felidar Guardian. That combo's legal. Do you think that things like that have more answers now just because it's a big slightly bigger format? Uh, yeah, probably. I think also they probably just want to see how things will shake out. So what what's your what's your what's your um deck of choice gonna be in Pioneer? Is it gonna be just Azorius Control? I think so. Is it just gonna be highlights of Azorius Control for the past few years? Yeah, pretty much. I mean what what more is there to life? Drawing lots of cards, killing all their stuff. Creatures with interesting effects. Nah, they're overrated. Like um 
Oh god, what's it called? They're all just 3-3 elks with no abilities, so... Not in your Azorius control deck, they're not. Maybe if I splash green. You're a bad person. I could splash green. Play Veil of Summer as well. I just made myself throw up a little bit just saying that, I don't know why I said it. <laughs> Dolphin Dark Dwellers is what I'm thinking of. That's the kind of thing you want in a Pioneer deck. It's a creature with an interesting ability that lets you play stuff in the graveyard. Like Jace fin- Friend's Prodigy? No. That's a creature with an interesting ability that lets you play something <laughs> in the graveyard. No, not that one. <laughs> but it, but it is! Not that creature. It only costs two mana as well. Oh god, I know I remember. Mono blue. I think I might I think I might build mono blue. Mono blue sounds like fun. Mono black devotion's legal as well. Grey Merchant of Astaspell. Oh Got god. <laughs> I'd forgotten about Grey Merchant. And like with Theros coming back and things that care about everything being one colour, there might be even more stuff in there. Yeah, totally. If you if you look at the deck lists from the Pioneer Challenge, the tenth place deck list is a Mono Black Devotion Vampires deck. Do you know what else is really good with um, Sahili that's in this deck? What's that? Gilded Goose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like making her own little buffy. <laughs> yeah, pa- Pioneer looks really fun. I don't think that did they say they weren't? It wasn't going to be an arena at first. Probably because they're going to have to code other cards. Yeah, they, they've said there's no plans for it to be an arena. Because there's too many old cards to be coded in. It's a shame, because I don't have Modo, and I really want to play Pioneer. You just have to play it in paper. So we've got Azorius Control, and somewhere between like Mono Blue Devotion and John Seasons Past is what we're going to build. We should we should, um, we should, should build Pioneer decks and stream them at some point. Yeah. We should build our dream Pioneer decks and go and stream and play them on Modo and see how they do. It's been the only way I could ever stomach being involved in an Azorius Control <laughs> <laughs> match. I'll teach you the ways of it. I'd really rather you didn't. I don't want to learn. I played a game of Azorius Control once and I felt it just wasn't nice. Removal-based control is more my thing. There's removal in Azorius Control. You get Supreme Verdict. Yeah, but no, not that one. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I've missed most recently, Casey, in the past few weeks is... (laughs) listening to you get angry weekly on a random magic subject that has annoyed you in the, in the days leading up to this recording so this 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 uh this Tybalt's Rager's less recent it's still recent memory but it's not just annoyed me in the last couple of days but it's something that's been kind of bubbling under for a couple of weeks now and now it's just gonna surface now it's just gonna surface absolutely so you might remember that uh we managed to get the Magic Fest schedule for next year published. Oh yeah, we did. But that was our last one, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it got published. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. And, um... We didn't get our Scottish one, though. That's what we were talking about. We spent quite a long time talking about that. Yeah, there's still no Scottish Magic Fest, but I'm sure... I'm sure Wizards of the Coast are going to sort that with a a Command Fest or something. Um, Next year, the Command Fests haven't been announced yet, so it'll be fine. Probably in, like... Like Inverness or something. Yeah, Command Fest Inverness. It almost rhymes, so it's nice. Yeah. Um, but what what I did notice was a lot of people complaining about how few North American Magic Fests there were because there was only fucking twenty two. <laughs> only twenty two Magic Fests in your continent. <laughs> Fucking hell. For some reason, Denver, there wasn't one in Denver, and a lot of people were pissed off about that. I don't know why. 
Denver must just be is Denver really easy to get to or something or is is there just I, a lot of, a lot of people living in Colorado? I I guess there must be a lot of people in Colorado. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe people just wanted to. Maybe it's all people who wanted to save money by like staying with Gabby and LSV. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a lot of people planning on that. I I don't know. Like apparently they had loads of people staying with them for the last. Denver Magic Fest, so maybe. Um, but seriously, you're like it was down from twenty seven this year to twenty two next year. Like fucking hell! Look at South America. Do you know how many Magic Fests there are in South America next year? Tell us. There's one for the whole of South America. For the whole of South America. And South America is a big place. Like it's not like it's not like the UK where you can drive. I mean, where is it? It's um. It's not Colombia. Is it Colombia? Um, I might be Colombia. It's really bad that we can't even remember where the only South American Magic Fest is. I don't think it's Brazil. I don't think it's Brazil. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it while you continue your rant. But, like, seriously, come on. It's, you've got fucking so many. There's one every couple of weeks. And people were just getting so fucking up in arms and entitled about this shit and it's like seriously i I just i just don't understand it it boggles the mind it is brazil it's sao paulo in in march but you know what it reminds me of and i posted this gif on twitter and it might be the best thing i've ever tweeted you know the bit in the in the in harry in the first harry potter where um dudley dursley's kicking off because he's only got like 37 presents or something he had 38 the year before yeah and they have to promise to get him another two when they're out to kind of make up for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. That is exactly what it feels like. It really is. Last year we had twenty-seven magic fests. Next year we're only getting twenty-two. You're still getting twenty-one more than the entirety of South America. I like. There's two in the UK, right? Which is normal for the UK. Yeah, like that's normal. One of them's in fucking London at, at Christmas. I know. So essentially. There's one in the UK. There's what? Yeah, like there's there's one in the UK, and then there's one in the largest shopping city in Europe, like two weeks before Commerce Fest 2020. Well, that yeah, that is going to be mobbed. And can you imagine the the price that hotels are going to be ten days before Christmas in London? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's going to be extortionate. Can you imagine how many prize ticks you would need to win in London? To even begin to sort of match the value of what you're spending to go there. Uh, I reckon what's happened is whoever has been booking venues has gone, wow, the the Excel halls are really cheap in December. <laughs> it's almost like no one else wants to run events in London <laughs> yeah. in, in December for some reason. I don't oh, we'll, know why. We'll, we'll, we'll book December. It'll be dead good. We'll get what we'll make. Like we'll make loads of money because the hall's so cheap. Aye, the hall's so cheap, but there's only going to be forty people at your magic fest. So I would be really interested to see because I, I would imagine like I don't know people. Will, I mean, people will still go. So there's only two in the UK. Yeah, but absolutely fuck going to stay in a hotel in London ten days before Christmas. I know. I I don't have four thousand pounds spare. No, can you God? Can you like even thinking about it makes me feel a bit ill. And I put aside the fact that everything's going to be everywhere you want to go in London, like if you want to go out and eat anywhere, it's going to be full of fucking Christmas parties. <laughs> yeah. 
You're, you're not going to be able to go out and eat anywhere because everywhere's already booked. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go for a drink, Christmas parties. Yeah. Just office Christmas parties everywhere. I'm not even joking. It's probably already all booked. Like, for December next year. They start advertising up here for Christmas parties super early. Yeah. And, like, we're nowhere near. So, I, yeah, I would imagine that it's probably already been booked for, for next year. Holy shit. Oh, God. And they haven't even announced the format yet. See if it's a really shitty format for London. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's a really shit format they could put on? They're going to have to make it, like, legacy or something to get people to go. A legacy a legacy magic fest in the UK. See if, see if it's the legacy tournament. Holy shit. Because <laughs> we tend to get, like, one or two legacy events in Europe all year. Like, yeah. magic fests. Uh-huh. See if that's the legacy Grand Prix. Oh, my God. People are going to lose their shit. <laughs> what's the worst <laughs> format it could be, though? Like, what's the format that everybody... Like, it's going to have to be, like, fucking teams, team standard or something. For, like, the, the worst format for no one to turn up? Yeah, the worst format for people to just be like, oh, okay, well, I was I was kind of considering it, but no. Kamigawa block tiny leaders. Okay. <laughs> okay, what's the... What's the worst format that it might be actually be? The worst format that it might actually be? I... Out of, like, the sort of four regular ones? Fuck knows. Maybe standard. Uh, I don't know, because the UK hasn't had standard GP for ages. I know, but, like, we don't know how standard's going to be in a year. Like, <laughs> could you imagine if the next, like, four sets between now and then have all got an OCO equivalent in them? So like twenty five percent of them just gets banned before they've even dropped. Yeah. Oh, that would be. I want to say that'd be amazing, but it really wouldn't. Like, I think I could probably get to Liverpool, but I'm, I'm, I'm not even. The moment I heard it was London and when it was, I just laughed and I was like, no, it's not happening. Like, I, I have family in London. My brother and his family live in London, and every time there's a a magic quest there, I always get the offer of if I want to stay with them. And they stay quite far out in the suburbs and um, I always go, I really appreciate the offer, but I'm going to stay somewhere a bit closer to the venue. And I think for London next year, I might be staying at my brother's house. Yeah. <laughs> you just commute with all the Christmas parties. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's, predict, let's predict what we think we're going to get in the UK in terms of magic fests. I'm going to predict that Liverpool will either be modern or pioneer. Are you going to stick with your bit of Kamigawa block tiny leaders for London? No. Um, I think they will make London something that will offset the fact that it's right before Christmas and make it a popular format. So legacy. Or pauper. I don't think people would put London to play pauper. A pauper GP? You think? I think Legacy, more. I think far more people would go and play a Legacy GP in the UK than a proper GP. Oh, more more people would go to play Legacy, but see if it was the first proper GP. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Legacy is about the only thing they could put it as that would, that would, that would salvage it. Probably. Although it's before Christmas, nobody can afford to like finish buying a Legacy deck because they need to pay for their accommodation. Exactly, so that's that why it's proper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the irony. If they make it popper, we'll know that they listen to this podcast. I'm we'll know that they've tried. They've got a sense of humour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Casey, you've had a month off from everyone's favourite quickfire game. I have. I'm <laughs> ready and willing and able to... To rate some stuff. Yeah. Do you remember how to play? I, I do, but can you remind me just so, in case? I'm going to read out a list a list of things. A list of, of, of items. An itemised list of things. <laughs> <laughs> an itemized list. The, the, I, I don't actually know what an itemized list is. It might not be an itemized list. What is an itemized list? That's a really st- well, dumb question. A list of items. Okay, well, it's an itemized list then. Of things, some of which are related to magic and some of which aren't. And you have to rate them off the top of your head as shite or a delight. Okay. With very little context or thought. Okay. Are you, are you ready? I am ready. You ready very to be ready. Sh- shited? As it were. I'm always ready to be shited. But I'm more ready to be delighted. Excellent. Okay, let's go. Oko. Shite. Three mana planeswalkers. Shite. Three mana planeswalkers with loyalty higher than their mana cost. Absolute shite. <laughs> Mercadian masks block constructed. Shite. My cat. Delight. That's a lie. <laughs> I don't have to live with them. That's, yeah, lucky. GPs in the nation's capital just before Christmas. Shite. <laughs> Halloween. Uh, take it or leave it. That's not an option. It's not shite, delight, or take it or leave it. Delight. I've got I've got nieces, little nieces. Delight. They'll dress up as things and they'll be cute. Pioneer. Delight. The Mythic Championship Six broadcast team. Absolute delight. Absurdly long Pokemon in the new Pokemon game. <laughs> Total delight. That's so funny. Uh, the horrible goose from Untitled Goose Game. The most delightful. The horrible goose from Untitled Goose Game being the only thing in the universe that can beat Oko. Absolute delight. Because it's probably true. Yeah, please steal Oko's food, horrible goose. <laughs> Someone needs to alter that card now. Have a picnic with it. Oh my god, amazing. Or the deer, just running yeah. off with like antlers. <laughs> Casey, if people want to get in touch with you to discuss popular formats like Kamigama block tiny leaders and Mercadian masks and constructed and whatever other shit we should keep up with. Vintage. Vintage. <laughs> Where can Oh Casey's playing in a vintage tournament by the way at some point, so um in the next like month. So if you have any interesting vintage decks. Apparently I'm gonna be playing Oko. Well yeah, I mean who isn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, people want to talk about these formats or ship you any interesting vintage lists that you might like. If anyone has good like paradoxical outcome lists actually ship me those because I want to play outcome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Purple Snap or through the Scourge Divas Twitter at Scourge Divas or via email at scourge.divas at gmail.com uh, If you want to sympathise with me about how crap I felt for the past few months or send me any, send me anything, I don't care just send me memes, I don't give a shit give me something to read uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyWarStartist. I'm on Instagram at HeyWarStartist. I'm also at the same Twitter and email account for Scourge Divas. We do have a Twitch account that we need to use at some point. Yeah. Casey. I know. I've been waiting. <laughs> Accusatory like Casey. I've, I've been waiting for you to be, like, well. So oh, so it's my, it's my no, fault. No. No, it's not <laughs> your fault. It's Sean's fault. He put a baby in you. That's... <laughs> yeah... Uh, let's we'll, we'll 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 drift away from how that of that process. I have been waiting for you to be well so that we can play Chandelure. Okay, well I'm I'm getting well, so Good. let's play Chandelure at some point. What's the Twitch account? Because I can't remember. It's Scourge underscore Divas. 
Excellent. Follow us there and get notified when we uh when we go live. Normally I would say that we'll get really drunk and play Chandelar, but I can't get drunk. Casey might get drunk. I might get drunk. I yeah. can babysit. <laughs> well, Casey gets drunk and plays Chandelar absolutely trashed. Oh, I'm, like remembering pre-sixth edition rules absolutely trashed is going to be even more difficult than that sounds amazing. remembering pre-sixth edition rules so far. That sounds incredible. Let's do it. There's like interrupt windows and shit. I've never played pre-sixth edition, so I haven't got a fucking clue. There's interrupt windows. Damage in the stack? Oh no, damage you... doesn't go in the stack. There's no stack. I'm gonna finish. You... I'm gonna finish. <laughs> you're totally silent. You're so shocked. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish on that note. While I come to terms with what you've just told me. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.